This is episode number 102. Today we are going to be talking about your WordPress business. It's not a hobby. We brought an expert into the uh, into the arena here. His name is Adam. Adam, we were we were at a uh, we were at a recent event that just happened over the weekend, and we were talking, and, and Adam came with this really fabulous idea of this really great podcast. I'm, and, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to debate that right now. I don't I don't know what that air traffic controller was, but um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Steve and I came up with the idea, and we just oh, didn't... It, it was Steve. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Chris. Yeah. Adam to come hang out with us is all it was. <laughs> oh, Adam that, walks away. Sad panda as he walks away. <laughs> is, is this Adam's first time on the show? It is. It is. Also his last. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Long-time let, listener, last-time watcher. Let the, like, let the like, hey, thing like begin. Like most of our viewers. So we were talking about this this great yeah. idea that Adam came up with, and we're totally going to steal. And so what it was is that uh, he wanted to talk about uh, you know running you know running a WordPress business, but having it not be a hobby. And so um, you know, Steve was like, "That's a great idea." Chris was like, "That's a great idea." Let's Say what's not there. And so it was like. <laughs> Dude, let's make this happen. <laughs> so uh, we thought we'd we thought we all get a, get everyone together, get get Adam on the line here, uh, force him to do his first episode of the podcast, and then uh, make it happen. He was supposed to be naked, but that didn't work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm at a standing desk. You don't know what's below. Yep. <laughs> well, I don't I don't want to see your lower third. Uh, as Chris Lima says, you can wear anything you want up here, which is why I'm wearing this shirt. Or you can. <laughs> <laughs> or anything down below. So you don't have to wear pants. You must wear a shirt. Exactly. <laughs> Amen. So right. let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. We go in off that a quarter around here. So let's start with Adam. Oh, hi. I am Adam Silver, not the NBA Adam Silver, the other Adam Silver. And oh I, shit. I know. <laughs> and I own AdamSilver.com. It is for sale, but it's expensive. Uh, lifetime season tickets. I run the South Bay WordPress Meetup uh, here in Redondo Beach, South Bay area of Los Angeles. I teach a WordPress 101 class, and I do other WordPress stuff as well, like uh, like say. And say's not next. So how oh. about you, Chris? I got brought in. Though, but that was nice. Right on the tail end. My my name is Chris Lemmer, and I have been uh, treating WordPress like a hobby for uh, eight years, I think, and I'm about to turn it into something official, and that may be the best or worst decision of my life. I'm not sure. Can I we forget? Can we debate hobby for a second? I mean, we'll get to that, I suppose. But we totally like... will. As soon okay. as we get to Steve, we'll talk about it. So what about uh, what about you, Greg? I'm Greg Taylor. Uh, I run Marketing Press here in Tempe, Arizona, and I'm excited to be here on Labor Day. Nice. <laughs> he says sarcastically. <laughs> no, no sarcasm. How about you, Say? Hi, I'm Say Reed. Uh, I do stuff, the WordPressy stuff, like Adam said. Um, the best way to get a hold of me is through the Twitter at Sarid Media, and I hope you have a nice day. <laughs> she she accepts proposals via YouTube comments as well. Thank you. It's true. <laughs> it's true. How about you, Steve? <laughs> I'm just trying to make Steve laugh. Well, I'm, I'm, that's really the only thing any of us ever try to do in our I lives. I am Steve Jenkins, I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And I've been treating this as a hobby for 19 years. <laughs> How about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette, and I work at Web Dev Studios as a front-end developer. And, um, yeah, happy to be here on a Labor Day. Nice. 
Okay, guys, we get it. It's Labor Day. Sarcasm. Okay. I'm Jason Tucker. I'm the only one that, well, am I the only one that works for another company? No, 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 Suzette works for another company as well. And I guess Chris. Oh, well. Hmm. Okay. Mm. So, um, I... <laughs> good, good leading, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Master of intros. Full time. Yeah. <laughs> So let's see We've here. been doing uh, this a while. On Twitter, and you can also find me in WPMedia.pro. Mm. Yeah, I am the master at, at um, intros. It, it seems every time I do an intro, Steve always tells me I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> doing it wrong. So let, let's talk Steve a little bit about know? this. Let's talk about hobbies and WordPress and businesses. <laughs> Anyone let's. want to start? What is a hobby? <laughs> what is a business? I was waiting for Steve to say, well, let's talk about what's a hobby. But that didn't happen. Because I don't believe, I mean, that. let's just talk about what Chris said for a minute. Because, look, it may be a side business, but that weren't no hobby you've been working for the last three years. Let's be real. Yeah. Uh, you, you, Wikipedia defines hobby as a regular activity that is done for pleasure, <laughs> typically during one's leisure time. Yeah. Well, since so, Chris doesn't have leisure time, that completely negates him from having hobbies at all. I, I have I have leisure time, and I've spent most of my leisure time doing WordPress stuff. So, yeah, WordPress has been a hobby for me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the show. Thank you. You can't help. Um, <laughs> well, I thought this was going to be a good topic. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's that's what you get when I'm not there to, like, let's, curtail everybody's yeah, great let's, ideas. Let's, let's get serious for a second. When we're talking about WordPress businesses as a hobby or not as a hobby is um, one of the dynamics we were talking about with Adam yesterday is the fact that there's a lot of people that, however they get into their business, whether it's freelancing or what have you, when they get started in it, there, because it starts from being a hobby or because it starts being kind of casual, you don't realize that, man, I could make a living off this, you end up not encoding a lot of best practices. You end up not managing a lot of boundaries. You end up doing a lot of things wrong that then you realize one day you've woken up, you haven't managed your customers at all, and now they're, they're interacting with you. Uh, in a way that's not very helpful. And this is a business. It's not a hobby. And so when you are actually running a business, you need to start managing it like a business, not a hobby. And so we thought this would be a great topic to uh, to cover. Obviously, we thought it's a great topic for a podcast in general, but a great topic to, t uh, to talk uh, amongst ourselves um, because there are things we've had to learn. There are things that every one of us has made mistakes about how we've have been a little casual here or there and then had to circle back and say, how do I put the things in place that actually make this feel and interact with and, and manage my customers' expectations that this is a business, it's not something I'm just doing for fun. So, well, so what you're talking about is a transition. How do you make that transition? How yeah. do you transition yourself? How do you transition your, your customers, which might be friends? Right. I think the alternate title yeah, of this, this episode would be... Steve doesn't have clients. He only has friends. He has friends. The alternate title to this episode is "Fake It Till You Make It." No, no. Oh, no. So, no. so, or so, it's completely not. <laughs> at all. It's the opposite of that, which is totally what I obviously meant to say. So, yeah. so, so to bring up, so, so bring up, say, and Suzette, oh, just yeah. you guys, you weren't at the table yesterday at the picnic. You know, it came up because we were talking about. I, I had brought up an issue with pricing and raising my prices as my freelance side business work goes, because I do social media during the day, and, um, and the topic came up that I that wasn't me, so. Um, I often talk to a friend of mine about pricing that we just go back and forth and try to be confident in our pricing mechanisms or structure with clients. My buddy of mine lives in Colorado, and we always say at the end of the conversation, it's not a hobby. So that day, this is about a month ago, I went out and bought that domain thing, and that'd be a great podcast to talk to people who go and um, 
can go from hobby to full-time, and that might be 10 points right there. I know, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. Sorry, guys, sorry. But that's it's where it came joke. from. So it's not a hobby. It's the fact that it's not. You know, I'm, I just emailed somebody my new pricing this morning, and we'll see what happens. You know, I have a, so much time in the day, so many hours to spend doing, quote-unquote, what some people say, what my wife might think is a hobby, but it pays the bills. Um, just so we're clear, Steve and I have both committed to sending you all of our work because at your rates, um, <laughs> there's a there's a massive arbitrage game that he and I can play. Nice. Um, so you you'll be busy for all your hours. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Hmm. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, show. I mean, I'm confident in my skills, but it's 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 we are our own worst enemies. I honestly believe. I've been doing this for a long time, also. I know my skill set. I'm confident, but it's that money. Asking for money is always the issue from any industry. You know, when I'm doing photography work, same thing. It's like, well, you, you don't want to, it's like, it's, it's our, especially when it's creative. How do you put a price on or value on creative? It's hard. I think it's also hard when your clients are small businesses. Mm -hmm. uh, this is something that I deal with a lot since those are all my clients. Um, and uh, you know they don't have a lot of money. And especially if you are an empathetic, somewhat empathetic person and not a ruthless capitalist, um, you have some sympathy for that. You know, That's a and weird so, cough you've got going on. I know. It's like, it's not great. <laughs> I think a lot, think a lot of it also has to do with, I don't know if the hobbyist understands the value that they're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Where right. when you're running, running a company, you know, a mentor of mine, Francine Hardaway, always, you know, always stresses to me, you have to understand your value and be comfortable with your value. And once you have those two things sewn, sewn up, you can really then start to, you know, see things grow. You know, when I treated, you know, WordPress development or digital marketing as a hobby and I was just kind of dabbling in it, Nothing, I, I never got any traction. When I committed to it full time and ran it like a business, ran it like a company, and understood the value that we were bringing to the table, you, you know, that's when things start happening, and that's when, you know, the different clients come on board. Mm -hmm. right. right, one of the things, one of the, one of the classic mistakes people make when they're playing at hobby versus pro is the, their time management, right, and their boundaries. Because what you end up having is, when it's your hobby, your off hours, which is right. your evenings and your weekends, are exactly yeah, when people call you, right? They're like, oh, yeah, hey, no, give me a call at 7 tonight or at 8, and, or, you know, this weekend, let's connect on Saturday. When it's, when it's your business, you're like, no, 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 my right. evenings and my weekends are mine. Right. Uh, but, and Chris, I, but the Internet never sleeps. Yeah, exactly. But um, I have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, there's that. But yeah. I have to from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, Steve, it's not that you need sleep. You just need time for your other hobbies, right? The leisure activities that you enjoy doing regularly. Wait, let me look at oh, Wikipedia wow. again. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a double-edged sword. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what the kids are calling you these days? Oh, my goodness. And I didn't even say any of that. <laughs> so, so, you know, the trick is to be able to manage that expectation with customers to say, look, this is when I'm available to you and this is when I'm not. And, by the way, if you need me to be available at these other times, this is what it might cost you, right? And that's that's something that most people don't start with, so it ends up being shocker later. Yeah, a lot that of is such a hard thing to manage, too, just managing the expectations, especially when you're doing it as a hobby for people that are your friends. And then you're all like, well, you know, I can't do that, and other commitments come up. That's always hard to kind of reset their expectations as to what they should be expecting from you support-wise. Because in the beginning, you're just right. like... Anything you need, anything you need, I'll do it any time of day. And then, like, then you find out that's not really sustainable. And, and as you, as you make that transition, you may lose some of those friends. You and know, they talked about having no empathy. You know, call it what you will. 
at some point you have to say, listen, I can't do this for free anymore, right? If they don't value your time, I, they need to move on. You, know, you, don't, no, you don't necessarily have to lose that friendship. But and part so of it, like we, we talk about the boundaries and the expectations, you know, what I've gotten really good at in the last two years when I got really, really serious about this whole thing is saying no. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of times I have to say no. When a friend wants to meet about some whatever, and it's just like, no, I'd love to meet with you, but I just can't. I can't. Actually, you can probably say those billable yes, hours. Yes, that'll sit. be a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. I'd, well, I'd love to charge my friends a hundred dollars to sit down and have have a drink with them. That, that like, is actually that is a good. Screw you! Thing. I won't work with you. That is, say, that is a good way to say here's here's the value of my time. Happy to meet with you. This is my hourly rate. Yeah. I mean, why treat them differently? It doesn't mean you can't, I mean, and this is all working with your friends and people you know aside, but if you're going to do that, rather than just totally, like, be like, nope, can't work with you, you know, charge them. Like, some of them will be willing to pay, and maybe you have to be more strict about your boundaries because that friendship, and, and you know, you have to make each one of those judgments, whether that's a good idea or not, on a case-by-case basis, but... I, you know, those people need our help and our expertise, and especially if they're our friends, you want to do that too. But it doesn't mean you should do it for free. I mean, it just means you should be upfront and clear. Yep. One of the things I noticed is that when people are are shifting towards being more professional, um, they discover that in their wake, right, they have tons of customers they've helped, friends, family, uh, friends of friends, what have you, and they're all now anchored at a lower rate, right? So when they did it. Zero. You know, well, either zero or even twenty bucks an hour, and you're like, I I'm charging my new customers fifty or sixty bucks an hour, but I have these, I have a huge wake of old customers at twenty bucks an hour, and I can't get away from it. And how do I push that up? And I don't want to have that awkward conversation. And what I've tried to explain to folks, uh, freelancers specifically, is when those people were buying things, they were buying two things, right? Even though you forgot it, they were buying the hourly rate. I mean, they were very happy at that hourly rate. They were also buying you doing it. And most of the time we forget that. We forget that there's two dynamics to the equation. And the way I recommend that people deal with it is to say, you can keep doing it at 20 bucks an hour. That's totally awesome. I want to introduce you to the person that you can work with. Alex Vasquez. His right? name's Adam Silver. Um, Not anymore. Whoever it is, and, and introduce them somewhere else and say, I'm stepping out. And when they say, no, 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 I want you to do it, now you have them in the in the posture and the position of saying, no, I want you. And then when you say, oh, well, me, I'm at this rate. But that service that you used to pay for to fit, update your, you know, to hit the update button on your plugin or whatever, you can still get it for 20 bucks an hour. I'm just going to pass you to someone else who can do it. And then they'll, you know, half of them will say, no, 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 I want you. Or tell me what's your rate. And you tell them your rate, and they're like, I'll pay that. Or others will say, okay, I'm glad to go somewhere else, right? Either way, it it doesn't make you the bad guy. It lets them have choice. You need to treat that as kind of an insurance policy for them. So, like, when when you could go in there, anybody could just go in there and hit update. But it's, it's when you hit update and things work that everything's cool. But as soon as you hit update... And things just go totally wrong. The guy's just gonna go. Well, what what do I do? What, no. Oh no! There's, there's we are in a very um, lovely time right now in the WordPress um, timeline. In so far as that there are a lot of services that you can refer people to, and you can say, hey, go sign up with, or you can sign them up with Maintainer, sign them up with WP Site Care, and then that little update button is handled by someone else, and they also start to communicate with those other organizations, who then can help them with their half an hour support and. By working with, they can still talk to you, but by understanding what they're paying for for this external support from one of these sites,
rates, they start to really realize the value of your time and the value of having that personal connection. So I think um, taking folks that you've had on like that for a long time and moving them to one of those sites, a maintenance site, is the best way to handle that. You're not just referring them to some random, but you're also giving them something that you can trust, that you know will be good, and being clear about your time's value. Yeah. Drops mic, walks away. Okay, we're done. So, <laughs> that was not intentionally like a plug for anybody, but those are some really great services. We did a whole episode about that. Go Google. Yeah, no, they are. They're they're great. I I regularly send folks uh, to those two and and a couple others. It's uh, anytime you can say for what you need at this price, there is someone. It's right. just not me. Um, you can you can give them choice, right? I, I, I have the issue where people still go ahead, Greg. I'm sorry. Uh, and I was just gonna say, you know, that goes back to understanding and being very comfortable with your value and other others' value. What are they gonna deliver at that price point, so that you're not leaving a client, you know, out in the dark, so that somebody, so that you're still <laughs> able to help someone, and and make it worth their while. I do want to make one point though. Um, there are some WordPress developers out there. Uh, or WordPress people out there who are doing a hobby-based business and they shouldn't be raising their prices because they don't know what they're doing and they're just helping someone make a WordPress site. I don't I think, think sometimes call, that gets... I don't think you should call me out on the show like that. I mean, <laughs> I, I was trying to be vague, Chris. I thought you were talking on. to me. Wow. That's, but, but, but no. that's a real thing that is out there and I see that a lot and that's really frustrating because those folks hear what we say here or hear the whole, you need to raise your prices and then they're charging someone, you know, 50 $60 an hour for something that for, for non-expertise and for for something that really is just like hitting the update button and not doing anything and not being able to fix stuff. So, you know, I, I do want to caution there are some people who are hobby businesses and they should stay there and that's fine and they should charge people a little bit of money on the side and that's great. That's differentiating from someone who knows what they're doing and is in the WordPress ecosystem and is learning about it more and more. You right. know? See, I was back to the Greg's point and or um, whoever said earlier, the issue I have or Chris said about referring to companies who can do that service like, you know, um, anyone and I'm not gonna say any name of companies, but I interviewed one of my old my other podcast. I find my clients, people for some reason, like me. They want to deal with me. They don't really <laughs> care how it gets done. Right. So in that and, case right. if I source it out, they don't care. So that's that's fine, you know. But I need well, to manage that. Then I need to make I need to charge enough to then I need to charge enough to then sort. If I source something, I'm still making something to manage it. But here's my point. My point was, I I'm I'm choosing in in some of those moments. I'm suggesting that you choose to actually say, I'm I, I'm going to route you over here on purpose, right? right? Because when they say no, but I want you, is that's the opportunity to say. I'm no longer twenty dollars an hour. For the I'm old price, right? Forty dollars an hour. I'm sixty dollars right. an hour, and yeah. that gives them choice because then they can say, "Which do I value more, the task at the rate or the person that I trust?" The content, and, right? And when they realize at that moment that what they really wanted wasn't the task but the trust, then they pay you the right rate. I'm not saying hide it and put it underneath and source it out and take a little off the top. I'm saying. Put the choice back in their hands and help them realize that there's a distinction between task and trust. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So, Steve. Yeah. So, anyway, hey, guys. Biggest, biggest lesson that you would recommend to folks who are trying to get more serious about their business? Raise your rates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
raise your rates. Simple. Rate, I always I learn, learn, learn I, a little bit of something. I, like, don't just raise your rates as the first thing. How about improve your skills? How about learn to make a plugin? How about I, develop I believe, your skill set? I believe in all of that. But Charge raising, more money. Raising, raising your rates is immediately going to weed out the business that you don't want and, and get you to, uh, working with the, quali- the clients that you do want. And who, value, who value you for your expertise? Absolutely. Raise your rates. Raise your rates if you're doing quality work. So you know, I agree with you. Hey, well, actually, say I'm sorry, real quick. Say on comment on that. If you raise your rates and everybody leaves, you're gonna know if you're doing quality work pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Honestly, that's not true. I see so many folks who come in. There's so many, especially small business owners out there, who just so have no idea what is going on that they will stay with a developer who is screwing them over for a really long time, and they will stay there hoping it'll get better or hoping they'll email them back someday. You know, paying them two hundred dollars. A month sometimes for nothing, and it's just that like sounds like a bad relationship or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you, guys, you, you, you have no idea what I these stories that I hear like I, I about hear, these hey, developers I out there. Like a lot of it is every day. Sorry, Greg, go ahead. A lot of it is is you know I agree with raising your rates. The other thing I agree with is specialize in something mm-hmm. and be known for something within the WordPress community, whether it's conversion optimization or if it's you know a brochure sites or if it's plugin Fine development. If, if you can. If you can differentiate yourself by being a specialist in something, then the rates are going to kind of justify themselves, and the value is going to be there. And that's with any business, not just not just Absolutely. with web development. Absolutely. Okay, so so Steve, you say the thing to do to convert your hobby into a business is to raise your rates, yeah? Absolutely. And Chris, what do you say? Uh, maybe like just a one-shot deal. The biggest thing I'd say is uh, develop develop and manage boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay, Adam, I, I'm just doing this because I want to know. <laughs> Adam, what about you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, take off of Greg's. I think specialize. That's what I try to do. Wait, I, I, I specialize. Arizona, I... He's in Arizona. How are you going to do that? What did you say? I didn't hear nothing, it. Nothing, nothing. Go ahead. My, mine's specialize. Pick something that you focus on and be known for that. I like that. I, I think that's smart, too. So that's, is that what that's... you were saying, Greg? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying because one of the things that makes Marketing Press different in my community here in Arizona is we're one of the only companies that specialize in WordPress. Everybody else kind of does, you know, they'll do PPC or they'll do this or they'll they'll do that. They just kind of dabble in everything. So what we wanted to do is we want to be known as working only with WordPress and if it's a a Joomla thing or something like that, I'm not going to learn Joomla just to get a new client. You know, that's so disruptive, and everybody else falls into the trap of, oh, I'm just going to learn that so I can get this client. And what we do is, if you can specialize in something, you know, then you're ahead of the game. And then people are trying to catch up with you. Right. Yeah, I do an exploratory conversation, and I, I, I do an exploratory new client. I will sit with 15 minutes, figure out if I am the person that can help them. If not, not. If so, I take them on. Well, there's another lesson there that I want to I want to mirror is don't take on work that you can't that you can't deliver. Right. So that's a, that's the biggest well, thing. That, that kind of ties in to what I think Chris was saying earlier about like um, you need to change your availability and change your schedule and make sure that the client knows what those um, new hours are. I think that's an important step because then you have like just get a schedule, just some kind of a set schedule that well, you can say you're available from. And that goes kind of hand in hand with raise your rates. Is also know yes. you, know how quick you can turn things around and be honest with it, mm-hmm. right? Don't take on a rush job just because it's it's a job right. if you can't deliver it, right? Again, it's it's no good for anybody. Yeah, I just want to. 
I just want to highlight, if you did take on a job that you knew you couldn't do, and then you sent me a note on my website asking me <laughs> how to solve it, and then I didn't reply to you in three or four days, and then you wrote me another email, all caps yelling at me, telling me that I'm the one that has the problem because I haven't told you how to do the job that you already signed up to do that you didn't know how to do, I made you a special video on YouTube. You can awesome. go check it out. This sounds really it specific. Did. I saw it. It's yeah. brilliant. I I, I, hey, I I why are you calling I, me out, Chris? Why you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make a transcript of those things, my friend. Yeah, it, Jason, Jason, what is uh, your top pick for um, hobby, hobby to business conversion? I think the thing is, is that you need to be able to you need to be able to specialize in that you know in being able to run that business. For me, I was not a business person, and so to be able to try to run my own business like that is really difficult for me. And for someone like me, I wouldn't want to I would want to have a partner that could do the business side of things, and then I could focus on the things that I was actually good at, which is the web development side. So for me, it's just like I would I wouldn't hire me to be a business person. I would hire me to be a web developer. And some of you are great at being entre entrepreneurs where you can do both sides of things. I can't do both sides of things. I think that's well, actually a really great right. point because when you are converting from a hobby to a business, you usually you, you do need more skill sets. And to run a business isn't just about the clients. It isn't just about the work that you're doing. It becomes about your permits. It becomes about your marketing. It becomes about yeah. you running the business. Collections, right. all sorts of stuff. That, yeah, and that, you're, all of it. And if you don't have that in place or a plan for that in place, that's really the big, the big difference for me is that you then have to run your business also yeah. in addition to helping out all of the other clients. And I think that's one of the most difficult things to transition over to. And one of the things I had to do and learn, and I learned the hard way, is you have to say no to projects that you can't deliver. You have to say no to projects that you're not the person for, no matter what the bank balance says. Sometimes, especially in the beginning, you know, you're at you know a negative balance or something, and a project comes up, and it's really tempting to say yes, I'm going to do this job, and then all of a sudden, what happens is you're you're stuck. Here's the thing, though, if you're at a negative bank balance, you should probably look at some of your other issues first before you worry about taking on more clients. That's all I'm saying. Or I think one of the big biggest changes when you're going from having WordPress be a hobby to not a hobby is the fact that you're tracking all your income and your outgoing and you pay taxes and that's really important and that's a lesson that people have to learn um, later and it's very painful so it's better if you get the taxes out of the way in the beginning. It's true. Yeah, get the business stuff down and you might need to bring in, you're probably going to need to bring in help for that, you know. Yeah. You, you should probably hire a bookkeeper. So if you can't make the jump where you can take care of that stuff, your own books, your own expenses, your own taxes, all that, then it is a hobby, according to the IRS as well as you know just us here on this panel. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, uh, we just want to take the last uh, here to announce that Steve and I will be spinning up a new podcast called "It's Not a Hobby," <laughs> and uh, we want to thank everybody for for getting on. We'll get you that URL. I think it's notahobby.co. Hey. And, uh, <laughs> and, currently, it's currently five dollars a month, but we're raising it to twenty. That's right. That's right. But it's 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 gonna be brilliant. It's way worth it. Um, that's funny. I bought notahob.by. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you seen a grown man cry? <laughs> <laughs> Are we about to? Uh, no. yeah. 
<laughs> hey, oh, by the way, you guys, WordCamp LA this weekend. I think uh, most of a lot, most of us are speaking, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I am. Adam, are you speaking this year? I, yeah, Adam, right, right Chris, before you. Yeah. I think everyone's speaking. Um, Steve, Jason, me. I'm, I'm recording it. Oh, Jason's recording. And Greg, are you here? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna make it. Well then, screw uh, you! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. And if you are coming to WordCamp LAX, please, um, there's going to be a really fun uh, game and after party that I've been planning, so come to that. Well, how do I know we're not, we're not sure we can make it. I mean, you know, we didn't see... I, I actually, I'm going to play some bets on whether or not Chris is going to come to my party. We're going to find out. Yeah, <laughs> I, I may spin up my own party. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not a joke, people. He's serious. He is. He is serious. I'm, All right. We're, we're going to go back and get on a boat. There you go. <laughs> down the nice. boat. We're downtown LA. It'll be awesome. That, my friends, is about it for episode number 102. You know, we're only 98 away from 200. So. Can you believe it? <laughs> can, can we celebrate it like 150 or 125? I'm celebrating making through this one. Yeah. <laughs> go over to our website you. and click on all the subscribe buttons there <laughs> and follow. And like us and tweet us and all those things. Talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.